Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, and I'm here with my forever co-hosts. Oh, my name is Craig, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. My name is still Craig. It's always been Craig, always will be Craig, and I love special episodes. Yeah, because you know what's not with us forever this time? The news. Yes. Because this is yeah. a spinoff, one-off Get episode. out of here, news. Get out. We're not not going to talk about movies, not going to talk about video games we played this week. Instead, it's more of the games we wish would come back. Yes. Of, all of us here have at least 20, game, uh, 20 years of gaming experience <laughs> and have definitely played games we wish got a How sequel. How nice of you to say only rebooted. 20. I said at least. <laughs> I said at least. So nice. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, it's because I'm the young one in the group. It's what, true. It's what I'm what I'm here for. I got to bring the youth to the podcast. Is what it is. So there you go. That's, that's why we're here. So uh, all three of us are kind of kind of take turns, go over like what games we wish would come back, uh, and if you have a little bit of info about the last you know one that was released, that's what I'm going to be doing and putting that in there. So nevertheless, my list is pretty long, so I'm going to get started. Yeah. First okay. one for me, okay. and the first one that I definitely thought of first was the SOCOM series back for PlayStation. The last Ooh. one released was SOCOM 4 that released on the PS3 in 2011 and was rated around 67 on Metacritic. I don't know why they canceled this series, probably because of poor sales, but this was really the only... <sighs> Other than probably like the Rainbow Six Siege, no, not Siege, uh, Vegas games, mm -hmm. where it was more of a tactical shooter. Like I miss what this game I think did differently was like the commanding of units like you had. It was you and usually three other units. You commanded them about like breaching doors and finding certain people. And it was always like, OK, you two breach here. We'll breach the back door. And it was all about kind of ordering your tr you know your troops to kind of go to go through either get the hostage or get the or get the kill that you needed to complete to the next mission and what i liked about it was is all it's almost like what i like about strategy games just real time with gun shooting and you know regular almost call of duty like uh you know gunplay and you get that all with the strategic portion of being a commander of a navy seal team and <laughs> Maybe it's because maybe they ran out of the license for Navy SEALs. I don't know. Uh, but for me, like, SOCOM was definitely one of the first series I put on here. I'm not sure if you guys have any stories or have, oh, have I, anything oh, you I wish do. came back. <laughs> did you hate Craig, the series or did you like it? Well, no, no. My, my memories of SOCOM is buying SOCOM for PlayStation 2. It came with the little headset that you could mm. command your units with but it didn't work very well. And because of that, just having the hardest time getting past the first level, which I distinctly remember was on a ship um, and just like yelling into this headphone because that was like so far ahead of its time being able to do that. And I know other games have done it in the past, but like just the idea, that's why I bought it. I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool to be like, yeah. reach the door and then they would do it. But it in reality, it was like, you had to say it like 15 times and very slowly you had to be like breach <laughs> the door and then eventually yeah. you just give up and just do the shortcuts on the controller but uh i don't think it ever really sold well 
from what I remember. Yeah, I don't think it did. Um, I only had the second one, so I don't have a, a large, vast knowledge of SOCOM. But it definitely was still in the era where you bought a bunch of games just on the whim just to see if you liked it. And I remember liking SOCOM 2, but I didn't really have any experience trying it multiplayer or anything like that. I kind of just did the individual thing. But Yeah, yeah. yeah for me it was... School? Oh, go ahead. Go. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, I know for PS2 for both of you, for me it was like the PSP. One okay. that you have to take on the mm. go with you. Yep, yep. I mean, I played some SOCOM online on PS2 because... I was so pumped to go buy the network adapter for my PS2 and plug it into the dial-up. Uh, yes. Yeah, but uh, it never worked that well. The only game that worked well for me was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 online. That's like my most vivid memory of online. But I did play some SOCOM online. Who wants to yell, breach the door very slow, <laughs> slowly? And an- nobody is like, I need to yeah. enunciate, breach the door. Breach really have to hit those way. syllables. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, like a could... mother, it's like a mother talking to their kid, like is what it is. Breach yep. the door. <laughs> There's been other games that have done that. But like in that game particularly, you just you do that for the first 10 minutes. And you're like, I can literally like hold L1 and press triangle and then they'll breach the door. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to do that instead. Just <laughs> Uh, okay, so my first one, and I know there's some rumors that there is another one being made, uh, but I'm still going to put it on there. It's the first one I thought of. Boom, Bioshock. Give me another Bioshock. I tried to grab all the ones I had listed that I have the actual games for. Um, but yeah, Bioshock. Uh, last one was Infinite 2013. Um, I'm not counting this. The collection coming came out later. Uh, but yes, we need another Bioshock. We got Atomic Heart coming out soon, which kind of seems like a Bioshock clone. And um, Judas. And yep, yep. But I just want an actual Bioshock. I want another one continuing that story. Yeah, we were talking about this um, yesterday, Craig. Yep. Uh, just there's nothing that you can do. Like there's nothing that recreates the first time you you are like the first 20 minutes of the original Bioshock yep. where you're just following or being, being like led in, in that under underwater uh, vessel into rapture and just seeing the environment and hearing the environment that you're going to be experiencing for the next 10 to 15 hours. Like yep. there's a lot of games with great intros and there's usually games like every game tries to top like the predecessors with an intro, but like, you just can't beat that, you know, you, and the whole ambiance of the game is recreated. When we were talking, it's just like, it seems like one out of every five games has something that Bioshock did, you know, whether it's the flair or, I mean, anytime I hear somebody creepily talking to themselves or humming, I just think Bioshock, you know, yeah. or, or um, any, anybody that I hear, you know, talking in, in those, in those particular voices. And um, it's just, it's something for the ages. They need to bring like, with a lot of original flair, they need to bring it back. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Your turn, All right. Uh, mine. I don't know why this is the first one that came to my head. I spent a lot more hours than probably the average kid did playing this, but I'm going to say the twisted metal series. Ooh, I had that one too. That's good. Um, Twisted Metal series. Last one was in 2012. Last one I played was Twisted Metal Black, which which was the first uh, PS2 installment I did as a kid by one through four. 
one through two are classics. Three is something that I like, but I can understand why there are polarized views of it. Four, I understand why there's negative reviews because that's when they brought the whole create your own car thing. That's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it for Sweet Tooth. I'm in it for Axel. I'm in it for Outlaw. I'm in it for Mr. Grimm. They had... So there's two reasons why I put it on the list. Number one, um, just the the group of colorful characters that they brought to the series and the the mainstays that they brought throughout. You know, basic. It's your it's your basic. Well, not basic, but it's your car destroying car type of game. Um, each car can be outfitted with missiles. Everything has a every car has a machine gun. There's all types of weapons you can get, and you usually span the world going to different levels, um, representing different parts of the world. Um, but where it, it, where it, uh, really shines is in the story, which is not incredibly detailed, but they're all competing because Calypso who runs the particular, uh, free for all grants them one wish if they were to win. And best part about the game is when you do win as that character and toil through all of those matches and beat, um, some interesting bosses, there's always a twist with the wish that he grants. He always grants the wish or some variant of the wish, but usually with a tormenting side effect. So it was quite successful in the beginning because I believe it really didn't have anything um, of its kind. Um, I'm going to add Vigilante 8 to this because they yeah. did a correct one to it too. There just wasn't a lot. There wasn't any sequels, but we yeah. need we need to bring back, let's get this car destroying car and not not, not like... I mean, there's like goal oriented ones like Rocket League's not a car destroying car thing. There is a goal and you're uh, trying to score on your opponents. But Twisted Metal had something just truly amazing with what it was doing. And it might have fizzled out because it was good for the time. Maybe, Maybe you can't do that again because Black was definitely on the downhill. Mm-hmm. But it was just cool because it was on the PS2 and it looked better. But Twisted Metal, I don't know if you guys have experience with it. I mean, Craig, you already mentioned yeah. it, but I don't know if you played it, Barry. No, nope, sorry, too old for my, you know, too, that yeah. game's too old for me. Twisted Metal dominated the PlayStation 1 era. Like, 1 through 3 were just like, if you owned a PlayStation, um, you had at least one of those, if not all of yeah. them. Um, I think I had all three at one point. I don't have them anymore. But, yeah, they were just like staples of that era for me. Like, having a sleepover, we're playing Twisted Metal. You know, it was like those... Yeah. Those are like the games you played was I forget what they called it. They classified it, it was like vehicular something is they had a weird term <laughs> yeah. for it, but I don't remember what it was called. But I always thought it was yeah. it was a great game. I'd love to see it again. But like you said, I don't know if it works in this day and age, if people would be excited to play it again. Probably not. That one that came out on what PS3, which was yeah. just called Twisted Metal like that tanked. So I think that was like the last hurrah for it so we may not ever see it but i would love to see another good twist of metal they just need to find like 35 people that played it as a kid that are in that in that <laughs> industry and there'll be love there's somebody out there that'll recreate it with love and tenderness somewhere yeah, yeah for sure maybe it depends on how the twisted metal like tv series does or something or the mm-hmm. movie that they plan on doing that might be yeah that could help the key, the key to it that all could help. So this is going to be my most recent released game on the list. Um, okay. And I know people are going to disagree with me with this, but there's a couple things. Go So the Tom Clancy Ghost Recon series, the Breakpoint <laughs> one being the most recent, released in 2019. Now, this hovered around 60 on right. Metacritic, but 
And and to be fair, like, I love the idea of what this game is, you know, stranded on an island, you know, they kind of put you either in an island or like in, in a Ghost Recon Wildlands, it's in Mexico, and you're kind of, again, given a team to kind of go around and do stuff with, and that team can be played by your friends as well. And I guess the main thing that, like, and Breakpoint was like a whole mess for the yeah. most part, but I just really wish... Like, they just need to get rid of the whole looting system that they always do. Like, if EA would stop just trying to grab every single dollar out of someone's, like, penny pocket, like, these games might actually be allowed to breathe and do well. Like, there are good, there are good kind of ideas in Breakpoint, but having to go through all these systems and everything like that just makes it so difficult, so... Yeah, for for me, for me, it's like the Breakpoint Wildlands games. They have good ideas, but they never seem to. They always seem to be hiding behind some sort of pay paywall. Yeah. The uh, the la- the last ones they did having the ability to cover yourself in mud, I thought was really cool. Yeah, like that was like cover yourself in mud and lay on the side of the road, and then when the car drove by, like shooting out its tires, and then getting up and shooting the guys when they came out of the car was like, uh, to me, that was cool. Um. I'd also go back to some of the old Ghost Recons. Like, I want oh, that yeah. style again. Advanced, mm-hmm. what was it, like Advanced something? That was in 360 era. F- future Soldier. Like future those, Soldier, yep. Those games were, like, cool futuristic. And, like, I know yeah. people are scared of that because of how Advanced Warfare went for Call of Duty. But yeah. you can have, like, Future Warfare and not have it, I guess, be as bad as Advanced Warfare was. Because yep. it didn't, ha- like, Advanced Warfare was Advanced different Warfare. all <laughs> and, so, and so did i i didn't mind it yeah. i thought i thought like the the story mode was some of the most exciting that they had done yeah. so you know it's it's to each their own but you know definitely like bring back more of those types of games and you know f- uh the most recent one that was supposed to come out Frontlines, was canceled so right. it's like you know i may never know you know we may never know if we see this game series come back again yeah uh all right second one on my list i know craig is going to be with me on this one and yes i still have one of them so here we go are we ready i want another def jam let's go (laughs) (laughs) these games were absolutely incredible good luck trying to find a copy now because these things sell for so much money but uh, the last one was Icon, which was absolutely awful and really killed that series. That was like 360 PS3 era. Um, mm. But being able to take all the like whatever rapper, because there were so many like looking on the back here. This is hilarious. DMX exhibit ludicrous. <laughs> like it's absolutely insane. The story mode was cool in all of them. Um, you kind of made your own character and went that way. But man, these games were such fun beat em ups um, that like we need this again with I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be Def Jam. You could go with the def- different record label, but give me like another one of these, please. Yeah, it's really funny on uh, my. Uh, so I had a friend um, who his name's Scott. He's still alive. I don't know why I said had, but he had N64 <laughs> and I had PlayStation and um, I had I had Def Jam. Um, uh, especially when we got into like the PS2 era as well. Mm-hmm. And I loaned, loaned it to a friend 
and it was one it was one of those ones that you never got back and like remember how i talked about my holographic nine tails that i still to this day know the name of the gentleman and i will hope to never see him again same thing here (laughs) same thing here yep it's just there's just something about taking all of your rappers and like everybody's beefed up because you know it's a video game and and just having that beat them up style you know um I totally forgot about that game. I'm so glad you brought it up. It's I can't believe it's not on my list. Oh man. They're so so good. And like every time I look at them, I'm like, man, I should get all those again. But you see how much they're selling for. You're like, never mind. I don't want to play it that bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a classic. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with a a different one. Um, I'll just get it out the way now. Uh, so red, red faction. Okay. Okay. Just the entire, just the entire red faction series. I, the last one was 2011. Myself. It was red faction Armageddon, by the way, for 2011, I played one and two mm-hmm. and one came out in 2001, which I don't think myself and other gamer, especially gamer kids, gamer preteens were ready for. Because, I mean, the premise is that you're essentially a, a miner on Mars, and it's one of those kind of labored, like, but like you're not allowed to form a, a union unless you revolt kind of thing. And we're just exploring Mars for resources and slash colonization. And essentially what happens is all of your miner friends, due to a, a, an outbreak, so to speak, all of them become like a zombified state. And... You're kind of using the terrain. You're using different things. It's a first-person shooter, but why it's on the list is, I don't know. If, I don't know when I brought it up last. I brought it up on a podcast at, at some point in the last like six months. But I see it in other games. Yep. You know, Callisto Protocols. I'm not saying Dead Space can just take its hat and give it to Red right. Faction because there's no way. But like that's when I see games like that, survival survival horror uh extraterrestrial or what extra celestial games yeah. like you're on a different planet you know that's not even a phrase but i just made it up there when i see those type <laughs> of games i just go back to that one because that was really my first experience with something like that you know and i don't know if you gentlemen had a chance to play any of the iterations but it wasn't it didn't look good it was on place i mean it was on playstation you know the first yeah. ones and it looked what it looks like for playstation but the idea is definitely utilized more so than we think nowadays. Like, you know, we're either colonizing or you get stuck on a planet and some, t- some type of indigenous population, most some, usually it's human, are hive-minded somewhat and trying yeah. to kill you. And you have to use terrain, you have to utilize, you know, like all the type of things at your disposal in the survival horror fashion. So that's the that's the next one on my list. Also, the first series to use fully destructible environments. See, that I didn't know. Which is a huge, especially Red Faction 2. That was like the first one where they were like, I forget what gun you had in that, but there was like a gun that just like destroyed the environment. Um, And that was like mind blowing at the time, like on a PS2. They're like, look, I can like take this whole building down. It was like unheard of at the time, you know? Yeah. You know, and you mentioned Red Faction. It rem- it brings me back to a game that's not even on my list. But Ooh. do you guys remember Mercenaries? 
Yep. Yes. Like that's what that reminds me of. Like it's 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 almost like I I almost wish that game came back because that was one of those things where (laughs) no, I I I had fun running around with an RPG and just blowing up everything. Go back and play them and and you'll. eh, I don't know. (laughs) Barry, I'm on your side. I tried going back and playing it like I don't know maybe eight years ago and it didn't work. But like at the time and everybody and all the um. All the, uh, the the people you had to assassinate were a deck of cards. Yeah. So like that, yep. I don't know why that was a weird um, a weird caveat to the game that I enjoyed. But yeah. you know, I also wasn't as critical when I was playing it. I guess now I would be like, oh, look at them adding this to try to make the game cooler. Technically, Barry, it still exists. It's just just cause now. Yeah, no, that is fair. That is <laughs> same. Fair, yeah. I think it's the same developers. Um, Probably, but just that cause is like identical to Mercenaries. Yeah. So one that I did have on my list, though, and I guess there's like words of it coming back, but like the Splinter Cell series, you know, the last one we got was in 2013. Blacklist was actually rated in the 80s on Metacritic. Uh, So, it, you know, it people kind of received it pretty well. I don't remember even Blacklist every ever. I think everybody remembers Conviction and like the the way like that game and the story mode went out. And then like the whole added on top of it is the co-op from convince uh you know i i miss kind of those like stealthy two-man gameplay sections where you know it was really easy for everyone to kind of line up what they were going to do and you know i get feels of that from the call of duty um what 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 is that mode it made us play? oh the mode all three of oh us the played? um is it something grod um it was the gauntlet no, it, no, it wasn't Gauntlet. It was the, the one Gauntlet. where it was us three. But you know Adam what I'm Grad. talking about. Adam, Adam, is it Adam, Adam Grad? Adam Grad was the mission name. Adam yeah. Grad. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just that they, they officially named that something, and I can't remember what it is. But it's like, I get feels from that, but it's not like the whole stealth portion, which, you know, like Splinter Cell was like the arcadey fun stealth yeah. um, third-person action that I really liked. That... The story was pretty good. That first Splinter Cell game came out on PS2. I just looked it up. 2002. I'm going to make myself sound old, but I was 16. And uh, forever grateful that I went to, it was Electronics Boutique then, not GameStop. And Mm -hmm. my dad was with me. And my parents were notorious for like being very overprotective on what I played growing up. But forever grateful to the man working at Electronics Boutique who convinced my dad that I was old enough to handle a Splinter Cell game and just playing that first game on my PS2 and just being blown away by the presentation and the story yeah. and the voice acting it Jeremy Irons that man's a legend yeah. uh yeah and like just absolutely blown away with that game and loving every single Splinter Cell ever since then I know there's been rumors on a remake right of the first one yeah. for yeah. forever yes I would buy that up back. day 1 100% it's just his gadgets, like all the things yeah. that you were using. And you, you got to think, because like for me, like as a kid, I went from, you know, Metal Gear Solid, which you guys know is my favorite series, to like a completely different type of espionage game that had a equally engrossing story. Definitely not told as long as, you know, like as something like that, but an equally engrossing story. And. I think some of the first times that I actually was tense, like really tense in espionage moments was Splinter Cell. Yeah. 
because for some reason, whoever you disarmed, knocked out, killed, I felt like I wanted to save every time, if I could. Like, I, <laughs> like I didn't want to do it again. It was a good part. And I and I felt so accomplished after every move that I made in the in the levels like within them that I wanted to like make sure that I didn't mess that up because there was no going back, you know that type of thing. So yeah, and Sam Fisher, come on, my best, yeah, like come on, Sam Sam freaking Fisher. Uh, was that the first game to use like a like a thing in the corner to tell you if you were completely hidden from the light or not? I feel like it from was the, from the was, light. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's such a classic game. <laughs> um, all right, so my next one should not come as a surprise to anybody. Uh, the first one came out in 1998. The last one came out in the year 2000. But it's going to be Mega Man Legends. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody knows my love for Mega Man Legends. Let's uh, go. I, I play this game every single year, at least once. Um, I played it on stream. Uh, I don't know of a game that is like, the epitome of my childhood more maybe it's like top three um and just consistently every time i go back and play it every year i'm like it's still good it still holds up still looks good um it's tough it can be unfair the controls haven't aged that well um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but i don't know like and i'm not even a Mega Man fan like i played them on the nes growing up but i was never like oh my god i love Mega Man. But just something about Mega Man Legends and the open world was just, man, phenomenal game. Give me another one. Roll is my girl. Yep. Um, I'm with you, Craig, on that. <laughs> I uh, They had the comical villain mm-hmm. group family in it. it. Yeah, and they had, um. so the controls, they definitely were not forgiving because you had like that tanky Resident Evil thing where you had to... Yep. You know, turn your <laughs> your character and then move, but they had fine enough dungeons. I don't know about you, but the robots kind of like, you know, their uh pace freaked me out when I was a kid. Like so, yep. certain ones were fast. Yep. Um after every upgrade, you felt really accomplished and it told a good story for me. I think I remember it being long. I know it's not long, but I remember it's it not. being yeah. long. Like good like good long. Like it felt like it took a while to beat. It took me weeks to and, beat it. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was tough, especially when you get towards the end when they uh, when the robots really start yep. like attacking the city. Like certain bosses in that were insane in those zones uh, within the city. Yep. Um, but like it was really good, and they had what a second one and not a third one, right? Yeah, they had a second one, and then they did the Misadventures of Tron Bon as well. They did two of those, I think. Um, and also, I just remember when you were talking about that, one of the best soundtracks in my opinion, yeah. of any video game, hands down. You know, like, it was, give me that on a vinyl. It's top oh, tier. That's, yeah, it's not a, that's not a bad one. Yeah. I wanted to mention with like Mega Man Legends, I have played that beginning so much when they first attacked <laughs> the city uh-huh. that yeah. you're doing the boss battle. I like remembered that city layout by heart. So I would just turn <laughs> yep. Mega Man around once and I would just shoot, 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 shoot. And I'm like turning <laughs> when the camera doesn't even know where I am. I'm just like turning yep. before it even knows. So it's, yeah. it's funny to me that like that, the shooting and how frustrating that was to be honest when yeah. I was younger was yeah. like, yeah, I got to remember the city if I want to like do this. So like I, even with 
even with Mega Man's head turned to the road, I could turn him <laughs> and not have to take my eyes off the enemy. It yep. was that. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun. The age of no waypoints. You just had to figure out where to go next on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And like the the side quests were like okay enough. And um, yep. do you remember? Do you remember when you get the like the jet boots and you're like, oh, thank yep. God. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Just flying all oh, around and running yeah. into walls. Yeah. I, I you don't know, know what. About, I don't know. Just remaster the first one. Yeah. I don't yeah. even need a third one. Just redo the first one and give it to me. I'm in. I really enjoyed those. Cause like, I felt like, every, like there were certain boss battles where you had to like, stop it, stop them from destroying part of the town. Cause like you had that central area where you started in because you had to go through the little market and then you yep. went to the larger town. And then there was the part that had city hall yep. and the police station. And I remember that boss battle where you effectively had to make sure they didn't damage it. And then, if you did it correctly, you had to spend less money rebuilding that part of town. Yep. Like, I don't know what it is about nuances like that, but that <laughs> game was great. That game yep. was so good. I think, oh my God. can you not technically play it on consoles now? I feel like it's on like the PlayStation store or something. Or it, sure. or it might be on like PlayStation plus. Let me look it up because yeah. I feel like you can. Um, let me double check. While he's doing that, here you go, you go, Craig. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I might put down Hogwarts Legacy to play Mega Man Legends. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <Not just one. laughs> um, I'm gonna still stick at PlayStation to start. Um, Spyro. Ooh. Sp Spyro yeah. the Dragon. Um, another game I sunk a lot of hours into it. I had Spyro. I had Spyro Two: Ripto's Rage, and I had Spyro: Year of the Dragon to introduce four playable characters that weren't Spyro that you can utilize. And there was something about it. And again, not an insane story, usually involved saving dragon eggs, but the platforming and the, the while limited move set for the most part, but effective, um, the cute enemies and the laid out bosses that were like clearly bosses. It was just, it was just a good time all around. Um, I replayed those games so much. Mainly, I don't know why, but Ripto's Rage, I replayed the second one out of the three of them the most. But I remember getting Spyro. I'm pretty sure I got that on a demo disc back when they still sent those to homes. That's how I played yep. like things like that, Tony Hawk um, and such. So I, uh, I remember playing it as a kid and saying, like, I have to get this game. How much lunch money slash allowance <laughs> money do I have to save up? I won't eat at school. I won't buy the milk at school i'll just save it you know so that's a classic i wish they would kind of bring it back in full force they keep doing like the collection thing like they do with most of these games but that that deservedly can use some love especially because we've seen them do things like ratchet and clank correctly in terms of when you're thinking of modern um not adaptations but modern similar styled games you know in in, in the overall goal so right you know, what's funny is I had that on my list and I took it off because I was like, I'm good with the Spyro collection that came out a couple of years yeah. ago. And I don't know if they made another one today, if I would have the love for it. Um, gotcha. But I think it could be something that comes back. Still looking for it, Craig? Yeah, the last thing I could find is it was on PS3. I was just trying to find if it was on like the PlayStation Plus as like the classics, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I don't think it's on classics, but okay. I, I could have swore I remember scrolling through PlayStation Store and mm. seeing it on there. 
Okay. Um, so I mean, it, it's listed. I, one website had it listed as like it's ten bucks on the PlayStation Store, but I can't actually find it on the PlayStation okay. Store. So maybe it's off. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. So next one for me, and I know Craig has this on his list. <laughs> it is Brutal Legend from two thousand nine. I don't. No? That's a good one. I totally forgot about it. Uh, I have Brutal a game Legend. over there. <laughs> yeah, Brutal Legend is one of those just really quirky double fine games that. And it was very early for me in my rock and roll, like like music and, and loving rock and roll and metal and things like that. And it was just really one of those unique games. I had never played anything like it at the time. And yep. just like Jack Black being hilarious, um, like really probably in the prime of Jack Black, to be honest, like yep. the way Eddie, <laughs> the character, talks to himself and just says these hilarious remarks like they're. I think like his performance in that game goes really underrated just because it's like, you know, you, you really learn to love that character because he's just so upfront with everything and, th- and is thinking what you're thinking, despite being transported to a weird, like metal type universe. <laughs> so I, I, I really loved uh, brutal legend. There's, I know there's no way we're getting a second one, but no. you know, double fine, it, double fine. It was gold. It was so close to being an all-time classic for me if they would have kept that first half of the game for the entire game. But once you get to that second half and it becomes like a strategy-type, like, command your units game, I was like, that's not really what I wanted out of this game. I just wanted, like, an action-adventure game. But still to this day, one of the coolest intros to a game ever. The video of Jack Black going to the record store, so cool. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, no, and you're right. Like, and for me, it makes sense that I love that game because, like, I like the combat strategy type stuff right. that you can use. Right. Uh, my next one uh, is going to be NBA Street. Um, last one came out in 2007. That was Home Court. That one was terrible. Um, but the first two were very, very good. The third one was eh. Um, but I played this one specifically so much. This is. My original copy I bought when I was a child, still got it, still works. Um, it's so old that I don't think I have the game in here. I don't. Um, it's so old that it was the PS2 game that was blue on the back because it was a CD, not a DVD. Uh, it was like one of the first ones to come out on PS2. But these games were so much fun and they would do so well right now. So bring this back, please. I love that game. I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned it. I can't believe there's some there's some that you guys have already said that I like didn't write down. Um, I played the first and second one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, the, cause the second one was volume two, right? Yep, volume two. Volume two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it and got into the series specifically because of that guy sitting right behind you, which is NBA Jam. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we grew up on NBA Jam, and for for that to get as close as you can in a uh, modern at the time um, adaptation of basketball with the crazy dunks and, and all of that, they, they nailed it. Well, it wasn't too complicated Mm -hmm. and and there was like enough outside of like a quick match to keep you engrossed enough. So like, well, great series. Love it. Yep. Sorry, Barry. It was before your time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, no, like, and I remember the NFL street, like, of course, like that's not even on my list. Yeah. And like FIFA street and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, like the street series, you could almost bring back because it was such, 
sports games are now so focused on like simulation you don't even get the arcade fun anymore for a lot of yep. it and especially like yeah. the ridiculous stuff like you know and i have a feeling the reason we don't do that anymore like take nfl street for example like those guys were headhunters like mm-hmm. you could spear somebody and it was all <laughs> about like destroying the opponent so it's like yeah you probably raised a bunch of really dirty like nfl players because they're like oh i loved nfl street so let me aim for people's heads so it's you know it's, yeah. that's probably why we Vontez like perfect yep. yeah yeah i mean at least you didn't have that in nba street it was all about ankle breakers and then you'd fill yeah. up your game breaker meter which was cool. oh my god yeah what a, oh my god what a ankle classic. breakers funny ankle breakers uh wow. this one should come as no surprise uh on my end oh. it's the rock band Oh, oh, you're right. Oh my God, no, no, stop. go, go, no, go, stop. no, go, rock band. Stop. You're showing That's it. That's my bad. That's my bad. You go. <laughs> I will. We're gonna. I, I will reverse. Pause. I'm, this is a Madden rewind. Speaking of this NFL Street, a- Madden yeah. rewind. I didn't do what I did. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I got, too excited. I got too excited. Um. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, Parappa the Rapper. Ooh. Okay. 1996 Spike Lee joint, not a Spike Lee joint. I just felt like saying that it sounded gangster, but 1996 um, way ahead of its time with that rhythm or introducing that rhythm style where you're essentially a rapper who's trying to score big. And it had what eventually guitar hero rock band and all of these other particular um, games would adopt is a, a rhythm hit it on the mark and you complete the rap complete uh, well correctly and um if you don't then you don't score you don't get the big break and such like that so what its appeal was was the comedic raps and just in general because it was animated it was kind of it was geared towards kids so or at least younger people so it's not like you were trying to recreate the uh you know a, a little wayne rap but it ha- you had like a really funky sensei to go with you to kind of teach you the ropes. And it was just, there was nothing like it. And there are rhythm-based games that have been quite successful in franchises that have been successful. But Hi-Fi that... Rush. Hi-Fi Rush, right. <laughs> yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. But, like, but Parappa the Rapper came out in like the mid-90s and nobody was doing that. And it, it was a great concept. It's on the uh, PlayStation Plus collection right now, too. Yeah. You know what's funny to me? You mentioned that. And so Parappa the Rapper is a little too old for me. Like, I'll say that. Like, I don't (laughs) I never played that game. But the game that was so much like Parappa the Rapper for me was the old American Idol games were literally (laughs) the same exact way. And that's what I played was the, you know, American Idol games that were literally the same thing. And then at the end of it, you'd have the, you know. Uh, like Paul Abdul saying how great you were and, uh, you know, Simon <laughs> Cowles, you know, uh, yeah. doing that as well. I can't tell you how many times I played through like the career mode of American yeah. Idol. I don't know what my little brain <laughs> liked about that game because looking back at it, it's it's obviously not it's obviously terrible. But regardless, yeah. it's it it's is a rhythm game. Yeah, it's a rhythm game. Yeah. But hearing the story mode of American Idol just as a phrase is hilarious to me. I love it. <laughs> Went through that story mode. And then, as I disrespectfully skipped Craig, uh, speaking of music oh, games, for me, it's going to be the rock band uh, yes. Guitar Hero era. Like, so much of that. Like, I have so many good, like, 
family memories from uh, like yep. the Rock Band game. It's not so much even me playing the endless set list and my fingers feeling like they're going to fall off after <laughs> playing the endless set list in Rock Band. Or just like the the great success of finally going from like medium to hard or hard to expert and finally yep. getting everything down. Like it's funny how like Guitar Hero 2 is my first one and like it was such a hard jump for me to get to that orange button like my pinky just wasn't yes. long enough to get it and then when you finally hit it you're like I've unlocked it. I've unlocked the next <laughs> part of my brain is what it felt like. Yep. And yeah. And like that carried over like you, you could immediately play harder expert on the next guitar hero game or something like that, or rock band. And that's even like more on like the personal side. Like the other ones is like, I got rock band for Christmas and I still remember like my family, like singing creep while I'm on drums. (laughs) Like it is, it is hilarious. Some of the moments I got from rock band and it's why I still have these instruments to yep. these to this day and that I'm kind of preserving them the best I can because I don't want to I don't want to lose like the ability to one day you know whip this out and play it with my friends it's probably just too bad we'll never see it again yeah. because like music licensing is probably so expensive for these games and it's just too bad because I think a lot of people don't realize that like the rock band and guitar hero games opened my mind up to just another genre of music like and especially as we continue to get away from like rock and roll metal and everything like that like rock band introduced me to some of the bands i still listen to today and it's you know Agreed. that and and, yep. and that's what like i feel like now that like our generation desperately needs yeah don't get me wrong i love dua lipa and whatnot but you know it's <laughs> you do yeah it, there, there's definitely something about maybe taking the kids that have never heard led zeppelin ACDC and just like if they like rhythm games they're introduced to it in such a in such a more interactive way rather than you know me with all my vinyls telling my 16 year old kid hey I used to listen to this and listen to this yeah. record because I think you'll like it like it's all about getting their attention and being interactive and that's what like Rock Band and Guitar Hero did for a lot of us yeah, yeah I, I still play Rock Band weekly I'm I'm still buying songs I feel like weekly, probably monthly, I go through and check and, and buy more songs because they're still releasing songs. Um, Guitar Hero, right? Because that's where it all started was Guitar Hero. <laughs> to me, it was um, I walked in to and I don't remember how old I was. I was driving when Guitar Hero came out, but I walked. I into was my, not just right, for reference. Right. I walked <laughs> into you, my local Best Buy. And they had right in the middle of the store, they had a TV set up and Guitar Hero, right, for PS2. And I remember walking in the store. I don't even remember why I went there, but I stopped dead in my tracks because somebody was playing and I went, what is that? You know, I was like, what is that? And I stood there and watched the person doing it for like 10 minutes. I tried it one time and I went home with it that day. Cause I was like, this is something I've never seen before. And it was the mm-hmm. same thing. You start out on easy or medium. And I was like, I don't understand this orange button. And I just played for hours and hours and then figured out hard um, and figured out how to 
properly strum and not just like tap down a million times but actually going up and down <laughs> using yeah. your pointer finger I'm, for the right right because that's how i started and oh i was just God, yeah. like just blew my mind um i can remember uh and my friend uh craig knows this person um seth uh he yes, came seth. over he came over and i was playing rock band and uh, my girlfriend at the time, and there was another girl that that Seth was with, and I'm sitting there playing it, and he's like, "Craig, we gotta go, we gotta put it down." And I was just like, "I one more song, one more song." Like I was so yeah. obsessed with that. Um, and even Rock Band, when that the first Rock Band came out, I bought the band set for yeah. a 360 for Xbox 360 before I even owned a 360. Didn't have one yet, and <laughs> and I was in I was in college, and the thing was is I had a PS2, I didn't have a 360. But I was like, I don't want to buy it on PS2. That's going to be outdated. Bought it on a 360, and I was like, I'll get a 360. But then would take the band set, that big box, walk across the street from my apartment to my friend who had a 360, set it all up, and we would play the entire night. And it's just like my whole college life revolved around rock band. Um, so, yeah, just so many good memories from those games. It's insane. Yeah, it brought it brought families and friends together in a way yep. that I don't think video games still has. You know, there's yep. there's definitely things you can do like, but that was there was just something. You know, I remember because I was definitely um, I was um old enough to drive at that point as well, and my but my roommate had it, okay. and uh, at the time I was living in a in an apartment with him, and it was like one of those like studios but like built so that two people can live in because we weren't that rich mm -hmm. and he had it and you best believe there were four people in that apartment <laughs> all times a day and night yep. arguing over who's singing or who's drumming like everybody wanted to drum yep um or play nobody guitar wanted to sing nobody or wanted to sing or, or play, play bass, bass. yeah <laughs> nobody yep. wanted to sing or play bass so like you know obviously you know like you didn't have to sing like adele to, right. to get a perfect score you just had to like harmonize correctly and make sure that you had the right tone um mm -hmm. but like you didn't even need the I, right I, tone i'm tone deaf no. and yeah I, yeah <laughs> yeah that's right but um yeah it was just such a good time like th those are the things i remember like somebody saying like look you play drums for three songs it's time you give it up yeah i know you're the i know i know you're the best drummer here but other people want to play it's not about <laughs> yep you know it's just uh, you can't you can't recreate well you can by playing it like you guys still are craig but like mm -hmm. you can't it, it's hard to recreate the first like 50 songs you played on rock band who you were with how blown away you were it's like anytime you want to rewatch that movie that blew you away you're like i wish i could erase it from my memory so i could just see it again and have that same feeling you know it's the yeah. same thing with rock band you know perfect yeah yeah boston more than a feeling will always have a special place in my heart from the first guitar hero be yes. because the using your star power lasted the exact length of the chorus of that song it was just <laughs> so perfect man that was incredible <laughs> um it. all right so that was a that was a good one barry i also yeah no to, to be fair yeah. this is going so much better than i originally yeah. planned this is going so so much. so yeah. to tie into that kind i'm glad this one's coming up next for me rock band shaped a, a big portion of my gaming life right so i gotta go right into the the game that shaped a gigantic portion of my actual life and it's gonna be right here 
Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that we got the remaster in 2020, um, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was not good at all. Um, but I would kill for another Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that's like this. Um, this is still my original copy. Bought it day one when this thing came out. Didn't even know anything about skateboarding. Um, but walked in and I was like, I want that game that everybody's talking about. And this was it. I saw it in the magazines and I had to have it. And it literally changed my life. Uh, I picked up a skateboard uh, that I would not have done otherwise and still have that skateboard today. Um, it's all beat up and old, but still have it. And man, like my entire teenage years were formulated around skateboarding. So it's crazy that it all came from a video game. It's really funny you say that, Craig, because currently in my childhood home, I have a skateboard. <laughs> I, I was never a skater. It did not come naturally to me. But I'm, I know that that skateboard exists in my home because I whined to my parents to buy me one <laughs> or like at least let me get one safety wise. I forget yeah. what the argument was, but I did that so that because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And, and if I can just reference those CDs, those just demos that they send one time. I used to have a buddy when I was younger. His name's Jaron. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but if you do, thank you, Jaron. I don't know how you found me. I haven't spoken to you in, <laughs> in like 15 years. But Jaron and I, I, I went to his house and, he, and I brought it or he had it. It was one or the other. Maybe we both had it. They mailed it out to everybody like AOL CDs. Yep. And um, we played the warehouse level, the two minutes of the where of the first level we played that for three hours <laughs> maybe it's the same the same level three hours yeah and that was the most fun that i had playing a playing a demo definitely but i recreating the same two minutes of the same level i don't think i've had fun with any other game in my life like we just passed the controller back and forth just trying to beat each other and like it, like that, that those are the feelings you get from from that type of game that that to this day i love the song superman by goldfinger yep <laughs> it is Such it is one of it, it's one of my top maybe 25 songs which is saying a lot because that's 25 songs that i've heard yeah. <laughs> in my life yeah. and that and tony hawk pro skater is why <laughs> like yeah it's why like you know i don't oh my god yeah classic Whew. All right. <laughs> Two Sorry, big no, ones back to back. That was good. Yeah. Too big. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like looking at my list and trying to find one that's equally as, as <laughs> ho uh, hitting home. I'm just going to go, I'm going to say siphon filter. Nice. Um, not quite the impact that the last two have had <laughs> on, on, True. on everyone's life, but siphon filter was incredible for what it was. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I think it is. I don't have it pulled up, but I, I know there's at least a second one because I played that one. I don't know if they got to the third, but it was just a third person shooter. You played a an agent. I don't remember even remember the agent's name. That's not what it was about. Yeah, but what, what it was about was a virus, a.k.a. siphon filter that was in terrorist hands that and you had to thwart said terrorists. And what I liked about it was that was my PlayStation GoldenEye. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. There's only one reason. 
it's my PlayStation GoldenEye because there were like 26 levels. It felt like 20 to 26 levels. They were all different. I vividly remember the second level was a park and you had like a sniping portion that you had to go through. Yep. And I remember there was like a a cavern type of one, like kind of like a labyrinth that you had to go through towards the end. There's brief memories that I have of different parts of the mission. Like you had to pretend to be a waiter at certain parts, but like at its time when it came out, it was so different. Every level felt so different from one another and AI wasn't great. You know, it was your classic one man against 20 and then you run a little further and then it's one man against 20 again. So like, Technically, it probably didn't nail anything, If, but like the nostalgia and what they were able to do with that particular game that early in the system. Because y'all know PlayStation was the, the, the system of flops. Yeah. They, they were throwing anything at the wall to see if it would stick. N64 was like the safer um, uh, platform because you knew what you were getting. There was definitely less of a, of a, a plethora of games or whatever, but... Siphon filter worked and it worked well. So I wish they would bring that back. That's another one that was, I like burned a hole in a demo disc that had siphon filter on. You remember like the first one, I have fond memories of the way he ran. It was so weird the way his legs worked. They were like sideways when he ran. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. that game blew my mind when I was young. I never played siphon filter. It's also on PlayStation plus as well right now. Oh, there you go. Yep. (laughs) So I never played Siphon Filter, but you did mention uh, like the Golden Eye. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would bring back like James Bond games just in general. That okay. would be one of the ones. Like I have fond memories of playing like the 007 Agent Under Fire or sure. Nightfire. Like those PS2 games. Like I I do miss just because they were, and there was nothing different from them from some of like the Splinter Cell games. But I like the gadgety type things and it was almost like being a part of a movie in a way it was almost like really early uncharted uh where you know you you were doing a car chase scene and you were shooting down cars and then you know you do a stupid slow-mo action shot going over a ramp and it play the james bond theme (laughs) as you were doing it and it's like yeah i'm james bond so (laughs) it was like and, and i know these games were not like really received very well but you know as me for someone who just loves James Bond, getting to interact with it in a way just sounds cool to me. And that's why like a part of me too, is I know they're working on a, um, on a 007 type game, but I don't know whether or not it's going to be one of like, it's made by the Hitman developers. So I don't know if it's going to be like a hit, it's going to be Hitman, but with James Bond, or if it's going to be like one of these more like arcadey fun gadget, like movie type ones, which would be really cool. Yeah, I remember for me, it was like uh, there was the world is not enough was on PlayStation one, I think. Um, Yeah, I always enjoyed the James Bond games. Doesn't surprise me you said that, though, because you have a love for James Bond in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I'm going to go with an RPG that I would love to see a sequel to. Um, I don't know that I know it has a cult following now. I don't know how many people played it, Um, but Legend of Dragoon. Um, for PlayStation oh. One was absolutely mind blowing when I played this game. Um, I don't think this is anywhere. It's definitely not on the PlayStation Store. Um, this is one that's hard to get a hold of nowadays. As you can see, I paid thirteen dollars pre-owned back in the day. Um, but yeah, this was like 
uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like for the time, the the FMVs were mind blowing. But if you look at them now, they're awful. Um, it was just something about the story. And like you had these suits that had wings on them. And then when you would do like your special attack, it was a turn based RPG. I always thought it was like the coolest looking thing ever. Um, to me, it was like right up there with Final Fantasy seven at the time. It was like I I could go back and forth on which one was better. Um, I think I lean more towards Final Fantasy seven now, but that one was just mm. way up there with it as well. That's a good one. Um, All the way back in I 99, ne- I think. You know, it's funny. I know I know that game, but I never played it. I missed okay. I just I missed it. Yeah, I think it was I think it was maybe the Final Fantasies like eight like yeah. nine seven i just kind of followed yep. that series seven and eight and yep. yeah and i just kept going that route um let's see i am going to say did we say perfect dark nobody said it yet no like i i just wanted to just very quick because you touched sure. on like just golden eye and such like that so that was that was the other golden eye and i don't want to call it that for sure but but for sure it was. You had an awesome female protagonist. You had more of a spy. Well, she, you kind of, they kind of gave her like a spy kind of idea as opposed to, uh, well, I guess, you know, you could, you could see the similarities between, it was the other golden eye. <laughs> same it was, company. it was same was company. It was, it was the other sleepover four person. Don't screen watch my screen game. <laughs> um, it just had a, it had a different weapon set. And um and a different story, so it was kind of nice, especially if you were that person that maybe didn't have Goldeneye, your friend did, and they would bring it over, so you don't have it. Maybe you buy Perfect Dark, or maybe you have both. So I had to give that a brief mention. At the time that it came out, I was the guy that had to go to some place for an, a Nintendo 64, so I don't have a lot of memories with Perfect Dark. What I do have is, holy crap, this is like the other James Bond game that you have. <laughs> memories. Yep. Let's play. Yep. Let's play this one, so... Yeah. All right. So I look to be fair. I don't know why I held on to this copy of this game, uh, <laughs> but this is going to come as a surprise to no one. Uh, the ESPN yes. uh, oh game series. Yes. Why do I have this? I couldn't tell you. I just never threw this game away. I and think I have that copy as well. <laughs> like, if, like what the fond memories that come back were just like the fun of like one it was always like it was trying to be so hip-hop i want to say in with all of the songs and you had almost like your own room that you could customize as well and you could play air hockey and pool in i remember (laughs) and then just on top of that every game like i i would never skip the halftime thing because they had chris boomer doing the highlights for you and it's just like this is the end i we've talked about this before so i don't want to go too long about this game but like that's the presentation i miss in Mm -hmm. in these madden games like show me like give me don't give me just like oh here's you know this like small highlight reel bundle and then like i just skip that like give me a reason to stay in in a lot of ways and i uh like there are just so many things and i remember like it was always fun making a 99 rated player and running uh, and running like, for example, um, 
Like, it was always weak counter that you could run, <laughs> and you could get at least 50 yards every time with a 99-rated yeah. player. You would yeah. just pull up these insane stat lines where you were, <laughs> you know, averaging 50 yards a carry because the game was so yeah. broken. Yeah. But, like, definitely, like, I, I and ESPN, like, they have tons of money. We just make another one. Dang it. And they had the absolute balls to come out and put the game at $20 when it yeah. would come out. And when Madden was 60 or 50, they'd be like, you know what? Here's 20. Um, I could almost tie into that. And I have fond memories for NFL game day. That was nine, eight, nine studios, which yeah. doesn't exist anymore, but same fondness for that. But yeah, those ESPN games are oh, so good. Top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one I have is uh Knights of the old Republic, star Wars, um bioware Ooh. uh one and two were both phenomenal i think there's been rumblings for years and years about another knights of the old republic um you can still play them on pc today and i highly recommend you do um i have love for knights of the old republic like i do for mass effect um, yeah just, is it got it hmm? i'm trying to think because there was something with like knights like wasn't there it was a there PlayStation was a trailer thing. Yeah, there was trailer, a trailer yeah. like forever ago. I want to say at least five years ago. And oh, we I don't know about that. Since. Really? I don't know if it was five years ago. I think it's I think it was three or two. OK, but, but I like was... those games still hold up today. Um, yeah. The story is phenomenal. The choices you can make, whether you become, you know, a good Jedi or a Sith. Um, mm-hmm. It's just absolutely incredible. Love those games. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I know there's been a lot of adaptations and sequels of it, but like I'm looking more so to go back to just the original and just how they were able to do it. Crazy Taxi. Ooh. Um, uh, that's actually one of my wife's favorite games. Um, and I and I found a copy on like Etsy. So I was like really proud of that um, to be <laughs> able to buy that for her. But there was really something I'm going to add as a caveat to whatever the Simpsons version of that game is. Simpsons hit, hit, like hit and run. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So just that style of gaming. Yeah. So I'll go like, you know, um, I just I don't see that anymore. And Crazy Taxi, I remember I first played in the arcade. So yep. this this is why it matters a lot to me is like I and Craig knows when we grew up with, like we grew up at the tail end of the arcade era mm-hmm. and like, there's a lot of different games. And like, I'm remembering, like, I'm not going to go into all the games, but like there were, you know, specific X-Men games, um, yep. NBA jam. Like there's just some games that you just remember from the arcade and crazy taxi was one of them. And just the, the, the wacky soundtrack, um, the aloof, people in the town who are just okay with a random person within a taxi just driving around hitting everything. insane speeds and everything and yep. no no police repercussion at all which is great because that's what you get now in games when you get too crazy when you're driving so um it's definitely a classic and they had some really wacky cab drivers people that if you met their real adaptations in life you wouldn't get in their ta- you wouldn't get in the taxi with them <laughs> which is which is great and it's it's easy to learn but it's hard to to like master that game anybody could pick it up and play it you could have fun with all varying levels of of uh video game players but you know you in order to really like master master that game you have to put a lot of hours into it because it's unforgiving yeah that's um that's a it's a game that's on my short list of like if i 
find a crazy taxi arcade cabinet for the right price. Like I will do whatever I need to, to get it back here and put it in my basement because such a fondness for that game is man. That game was phenomenal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to combine these two and okay. one, I really, we really can't do much with the other one. I find more appealing. So they're both Pokemon games. Uh, I miss Pokemon puzzle league. Ooh. I really wish sometimes they would bring that back like it was, but there's nothing to do with it, really. Like, you can't iterate <laughs> on that game other than the fact that it's just like almost, you know, it's like a Tetris game in a way where you could put a new skin on it, HD graphics and stuff. But like the main one I want to talk about is I wish they would bring back the trading card game yes. on like a to go system. Like, I think it's such a missed opportunity where, and I know like it's coming to like the. Yep um to the new emulators on the switch but you could put like today's cards or today's set in it and give it a story mode because i find like and i play the pokemon trading card game like on my tablet or on my phone and stuff but it's really missing because all you really do is match up with people online and play each other and what i feel like it's missing to get new people into the game is just like a a regular video game in the same pokemon storyline where, you know, we're going to play the Pokemon card game, but you got to go face eight gym leaders and then face the Elite Four. And, mm. like, it would do the unique thing because, like, everybody just sticks with the same deck for the most part in Pokemon games now. Like, if people want to, you could make, like, a type advantage deck to, like, make it easier against a gym leader and stuff like that. There's yep. just so much you could do with it now and make it just so much more fun and, like, probably really, like, really graphically cool. Just yeah. because um, you don't have to have, like, a whole bunch of Pokemon in the real world. It's just a yeah. matter of, like, you with your deck, you know, earning money to buy more packs. Which, yep. you know, it's, yeah. just, yeah. it's just another way of me opening packs in real life. So, <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was literally just thinking that. I was like, how cool would it be that you're battling the trainers out in the wild? You win money, you go back to the Poke Center, buy the packs, and then it does a little animation of ripping open the pack. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh man, be, I would be, be in so bad on that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah. I think I just created a like the million dollar Pokemon <laughs> idea for them. I'm not sure why yep. we're not doing that, to be honest. But yeah, go trademark yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> right. I probably should. I'll be right back, guys. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, so my next one, um, I just have in a generic case, but from 2010, we're going all the way back to Alpha Protocol. Um, such a fun game. Barry, did you play this game? No. I, okay. Yeah, let no, me this explain this to you and why we need another one. Are you ready? Yes. What if I told you that Alpha Protocol is an RPG kind of like Knights of the Old Republic, but it's based on a spy agency. This is a James Bond RPG. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Yeah. Um, now wow. when this game came out, it was not received well. However, fondness has grown over the years um and people have been like you know what that game was actually pretty good um i need another one with updated graphics you can play it now and it's totally fine you just have to deal with the 360 ps3 era of graphics um but it's the same thing you get to choose how you answer you're either going to be like a good spy or a villain basically you get to create your your uh, agent it's just phenomenal um Barry, you would be all over this. You would love this game, a hundred percent. Okay, this cool. this sounds like 100%. right up your alley, Barry. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know why it fizzled out, but the Jack and Daxter series. Yeah. Um, uh, it's because it changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did. <laughs> True. It did. It, it basically was Ratchet and Clank to start um, mm-hmm. with with different uh, different voices and uh, slightly different humor. I, I do remember it being darker than Ratchet and Clank just in general. Raunchier. Um, raunchier as well. <laughs> yeah. Because they were doing that, they were doing like that 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 uh, what is it, Bad Fur Day for Conkers kind of humor. Still, yeah, like- it's funny. I have that on my list. Oh, I'm so sorry. Conker. No, no, no. It's I'm glad you're bringing that in yep. there. Like I don't have yep. to say it anymore. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it it was just it was it was really good for the time. It was back. You know, it reminds me because it was back when, and we know this time frame when games were made in a year. Like they yep. could really release a game. And then a new iter- a, a sequel within a year because, you know, it's definitely a lot easier to do it. But um, there was just something about the combination between the two. They had that was my first probably Joel and Ellie relationship that I had. It was just <laughs> where I didn't want anything bad to happen to them, much like the Last of Us series. Um, so yeah. n- not to mention the gameplay. Great gameplay. Um like that puzzle solving platforming battle like that type of combination and um it stood apart and if i remember correctly it had a decent popularity right wasn't it one of those like oh there's oh, a new yeah. jack and dagger coming out yeah okay yep i wanted to make okay. sure it wasn't just me yeah 100 percent. Yeah, like it definitely grew with me on two for sure like i didn't get into one too too much because it was so much different but i remember i have fond memories of playing two yeah it was now, it was one of those that oh, I was going to say it, last thing is it just it was a platformer that nailed the story. Now go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yep. Well, no, because I just wanted to mention like you mentioned like Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and I wanted to like put that together with like the Duke Nukem series. Like I get <laughs> that like we just have too many serious shooters, right? Like to to be fair, like I I miss kind of the funny self aware like you know shooters where Duke Nukem was throwing jokes. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is just this wild, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, wild game. But it, it's it's it just like wild. I miss kind of the the fun and comedy we used to get with games. And like, t- to be fair, High on Life kind of gets close to that. But yep. now that I know that Justin Roiland's a terrible human being, <laughs> like it's kind yeah. of like I, I don't know. I don't know really what to do anymore about like High on Life. Like I'll admit, like the game and its developers are what's fun, like the game meant to be funny, but a lot of Justin Roiland's humor is just not up my alley. Like at least yeah, with, yeah. at least with like Duke Nukem and with like uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, you made references and it was also just bat crazy. Like it was it, like those games. I just remember fondly just cause they were, they were like, what are these games and why are we letting our kids play these games kind of thing? Like, Oh, a squirrel. I loved a yeah. squirrel. And then it's like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I, you know, I'm going to say this pretty confidently. You can't make another Duke Nukem game. It would not fly today. Yeah. Yeah. That humor would, would not work. Um, yeah, it, it just would get, it would never get greenlit. I conquer. Maybe I think you could get away with a conquer. Um, but Duke Nukem. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. They would cancel it so fast. Oh my God. Uh, all right, so my next one is going to be from 2010, um, another 360 era game for me. 
That is going to be Singularity. I need another one of these like right now. Mm. Um, this was a first person, first person shooter, mm. but you had a time manipulation device, if you remember that. So there would mm. be like tears in time and space that you could do um, to like rearrange the world. I don't feel like this gets enough credit for doing something original in a first person shooter at the time when everybody was like Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, uh, Battlefield. This snuck, <laughs> snuck in there and was something so original that to this day, I'm like, you know what? That game was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I can piggyback you because it just yep. came to mind, let's let's just say Max Payne. I had that on my you list know. as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Max Payne. Um, speaking of time distortion, uh, yep. that was the first game that I truly remember that had that. Um, was that the first game that actually did it? Bullet time. Yeah. Max bullet Payne. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was bullet time. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, mm -hmm. um, bullet time com combined with the anti-hero, basically Wolverine with a gun, just like hates him, has like a very, a, a terrible story to tell. And they even had those weird missions in the game, you know, in between bullet timing bad guys where you had like those weird baby scenes oh, where yeah. you went back and you had the memories and your baby kept crying louder as you walked towards like where you were supposed to go. And you're like, what's yeah. going on with this? Like, why dark, can't they just tell me? Games. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's just I don't know, like nothing was ever like that. It ran pretty smoothly for the time, if I remember correctly as well, like a lot smoother than some games that are trying that now or some yeah. games that are even releasing now so yeah. uh definitely a classic max Payne. um I, like barry you played it as well right like did you do the ridge no I oh you weren't not. you weren't old you weren't old enough you played max Payne three didn't you yes yeah it was the original i played yeah that's like i had max Payne on my list as well but it's a matter of like i would love a max Payne four but it's rockstar and Rockstar's never going to get around to a Max Payne because they're all they're all GTA all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So every other game they've ever done, like I would love to see, but I just don't see it happening. So for me, and this is going to be one of the deepest cuts I have all day. Okay, um, deep cut. Lair for PS3. Oh God! Oh um, Lair, that yeah, game was terrible. <laughs> so like, and here and here's the thing: so... like, I I know it's actually terrible. But I think I think for me it was like the the motion control portion of things. Like Ugh. I remember binging that game just because I had fun flying a dragon around and you know defending and like I remember when your dragons would collide and you'd just start like swiping and, yep. and things like that. You would you would do I think a lot of like cool things and like yeah I get it that game probably like it's not a good game and it cost like apparently twenty five million to make. And in 2007, yeah. it was unheard of. Like it was the a launch game, wasn't it? Yeah. For the it PS3? For PS3, yeah. yeah. It was, and I think I remember it because it was one of like the first PS3 games I ever had. Yeah. And I just remember playing it probably because it was the only thing to play. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, may, maybe a Layer 2 would go out all right now. Mm -hmm. I, You know, like, <laughs> but it, it would need to be different. It would need to be like completely no. different. I, I just want to ride on top of a dragon again. I'm sure you could get that elsewhere. You could literally not a dragon, but you can do it in Hogwarts. Yeah, but I, a dragon yeah. though, and I want to fight other dragons. All right, 
Well, That's, he wants to find I just, the dragon. I have such fond, like vivid, not fond, vivid memories of E3 when the PS3 was launching and they're like showing the controller tilting to control the dragon. And then that game came out and you're like, what is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to knock you for liking that game. It looked nice at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. And like, to yeah. be fair, too, nowadays you could like have a destructible city that you light on fire like Khaleesi. True. You True. know, Game of Thrones style. Yeah. So, like, you could probably <laughs> yeah. do some actually cool and unique things with it, but there's never, we'll, we're never getting a layer two ever. No, 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 no. All right. I'm going to go back to 2012. And I'm saying I want a, another one of these, not a remake, but another one of these because I like feeling terrible about myself after I finish a game. Uh, but here we go. Spec Ops the Line. Oh, Give me yeah. another Spec one Ops of these because, man, that game was like, I bought this game and I was like, I didn't know too much about it. I didn't know about the scene, the napalm scene. Um, but I don't think I've ever felt so gross playing a game as you, after that <laughs> scene. And it was a fun game to play. And it was just the story was good. Um, it was a nice little change of pace from the traditional military shooter. And I think they need to go back to doing a military shooter with something to say for once. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like Spec Ops: The Line. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, I'm gonna take it to the N64. Ooh. Actually, yeah, let me take it to the N64. I'm gonna go to uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing. Oh no! <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one you expected to come out my mouth out of all the amazing <laughs> titles that the N64 has given us, but Ready to Rumble Boxing, Diamond in the Rough. Yeah. So in my in my latter years, and I would say latter years for the N64 mainly, I actually had I bought an N64 like real late. I'm talking about maybe it was like oh what when was like I think the GameCube was out already, but I still bought an N64. Anyway, it was one of the last games I I I got or mm -hmm. I played on an N64, and I thought it was freaking amazing. <laughs> um. I'm not a big boxing game kind of guy, like normally in particular, but there was something about the collection of characters that you were fighting and also just that particular story mode. It wasn't really a story mode, but like as you gradually went through boxers and they got tougher, like I just, I put a lot of hours into that game. Um, I forget the, who the dude's name was with the Afro, but I started out as him. Cause like, I mean, he's on the cover for gosh sakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't have a lot of iterations after, but it was um, it was definitely for me. I would consider a diamond in the rough on N sixty four. I just remember that game being just punishingly difficult and getting so mm -hmm. angry at it that they would just like yeah. I would put it on easy and I would still get killed. It was tough. Yeah. It was definitely tough. Yeah, it was kind of. It reminds me of Punch Out, where like Punch Out, I never got, so like I would just get destroyed no matter what I did because I didn't know patterns and stuff like that. I was too young, right. so like that. That's what that game reminds me of. But speaking of and speaking of the '64 era, okay. uh, I'd like to see Rayman, like that sort Ooh, of '64 Ray. era game, come back. Like Legends. Um, I have, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. With with Rayman Legends, what I really liked was just the. Like, I, I never heard of Rayman until then, and I'm not sure if that was his first iteration or what? not. Legends? Like the one yeah. that came out like 10 years ago or less? No, le but oh. Legends was that side-scroller, no? Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the 
like I miss like the 64 era one when it was okay. almost like a, a platformer. Like a Mario. A oh, okay, yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. a Mario. So that's the one I miss. Okay. Because it was so different and strange. Like I I remember playing that game and it's just like we I feel like the only pr- the we don't get many 3D platformers anymore just because Mario tends to rule them all. And, you know, we yeah. got lucky with like Super Lucky, Super Lucky's Tale, you yeah. know, being as popular as it was. And it's just like, I don't see why, like, as more kids that are younger get into gaming, why not like Rayman come back too? Because like his moves were like jump and he could like do a slap or something and like helicopter mm-hmm. with his yeah. uh, with his ears and stuff like that. So it was like there there was a ton of, I think, fun stuff that, you know, Rayman all went away from once he went to Legends. And now it's like, you know, Rayman is almost something completely different from what I remember it. What if I told you the reason we don't get more 3D platformers is because they put out garbage like Balan Wonderland? (laughs) I can't I can't complain. But 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 like Balan Wonderland is a completely different type of trash. Like it's still a 3D platformer, though. Balan is it Barry Wonderland? he has to defend his purchase i get it no i can't defend my purchase that i would i see i was hoping that this game was so bad that it was going to be like et where they bury it in millions of places and Mm. one day this game would be thousands of dollars because someone's trying to complete their ps5 collection but i was wrong you should have left it unopened then Leave it yeah, but I had I had I had to play it. Like I had to see how bad it was. Well, go buy another <laughs> copy right now and leave it sealed. Let's see what happens. Yeah, because now it's like five or yeah, because yeah. now it's like five ten bucks. Yeah, most likely. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I would take a Rayman, like an original Rayman. That'd be cool. I I, I third that. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So this one, uh, the last one was made in two thousand one, uh, and it is a sports game. But I really, really want EA's triple play to come back. Um, I MLB the show's all right, but triple play and the arcadiness of it was for somebody like me who like I'm not a huge fan of baseball. That game was so much fun. Um, you had like the home run derby mode where like if you hit things, it would do different things. You had wacky stadiums. Um, it was just so much fun to play. And I miss that arcade style of baseball that just does not exist anymore. Um, and I feel like EA would make a killing off of it. So I don't know. That would be mine. Triple play. That's good. I like that. Um, I want to group these together because I don't think it's fair that I put it in these in, in this uh, list. So and like I'm going to offend by putting these two together because they should definitely have their old segments. But I, I want original I want like a Metal Gear Solid like continuation of the series or like brought back and told the way Hideo did it or at least that. I also want like a Mass Effect, like a good Mass Effect grouping together. Like I'm talking about, let's get back to the drawing board, tie a couple of games together and tell. It's, I guess what I'm coupling it in is amazing story-based games that continued the amazing story throughout the sequels. Like... And and you guys know that I pl- I recently played like Mass Effects like in the last two years and I felt like a kid when I played it in terms of how engrossed I was in the story. Uh, Metal Gear Solid I was a kid for at least two of or three of them, 
and it yeah. told an amazing story in in a, in a great collection. So like, I kind of want, like, do we have that? I mean, Mass Effect really? is coming. Yeah, There's but I, I mean, and like that's how. So like, I was I, I was the kind of person when I finished one, two, and three, I was like, I'm gonna go to Andromeda. Ugh. Like, it can't it can't be that bad, can it? And then it's I started bad. playing it, and then I was like, it's bad. Yeah. You know, it was so. I have I a mean, lot of they, hope it, for that next Mass Effect game that it gets back to form. I do, and that's and that's what I'm hoping too. Like, if they can just recreate that that the the story, if they can. So the one thing that they did perfectly, and I don't know if any game has done it better than this, is decisions that you made in a another game you saw th- two games later. Yeah, you didn't see the repercussion of certain things you did until like two games later and that just still blew my mind playing it two years ago that it could have that level and that thought out of a process and no matter which one was your favorite it all told an overarching story that was completely and utterly amazing um and metal gear metal gear solid did too it just had 80 minute cutscenes to do that for you but yep. it's just can we get back to that can we tell like an amazing story off of like three a three game like that you know um that's kind of like it's more of a concept i'm adding instead of like it with just two game series as an example yeah metal gear solid 4 i'll never forget it guns of the patriot that was my Ugh. one of my favorite games ever the microwave it's, it's, scene. It's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so it's I'm just so trying. To, I'm just trying to think of some of the other ones I have here because, like, and it's some things that like are never coming back. Like Diddy Kong Racing was just yes. so weird. But Give me that. like, please. But like just now they, it. yeah. But now that yeah, remastering would be cool. So like, there's not much to talk about there. Kirby Air Ride. Not sure if you guys remember yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a weird like cart game where. You're running around a city collecting parts and stuff and trying to find the best vehicle for whatever mini game was thrown at you. Like that game, looking back at it, was just so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like I just have fond memories. And I, I think it's more like the fond memories I had playing with my friends where like sure. you'd get a vehicle. And then once you had a good enough one, you would go destroy your friends so that they <laughs> had to play the mini game with really bad vehicles. So it was like, but you never knew what the mini game was. It was, it was almost like Mario Party. I feel like, but yeah, on yeah. like, but like in a free roaming city. It's such a weird game. That's uh, one of like the hills I die on is that Diddy Kong Racing is better than uh, Mario Kart sixty four. Like I'll die I, on that hill. No, and and I think I join you on that hill. Mm-hmm. I I much preferred and Diddy Kong Racing was so much harder. Yep, it was. Like, I remember when I finally, like, beat some of those bosses that were just, like, you know, as good. Like, like, that game made you better. Like, after you beat that boss, like, you were getting, like, the best times on that course after that. So, it's, like, it was, it was really unique. And it's just, like, yeah. The story mode was cool. Yeah. Mm. I'd be A-OK with a remaster or just put it on the emulator for Switch. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yes. Well, I don't know, because Xbox owns Rare now. That's and true, that's but we saw with Goldeneye. We did get Goldeneye. Goldeneye. There is hope. I think yeah. if they did, it would end up on both, right? It would end up on Nintendo and Xbox, probably. And then probably, no, well, as it to say, I guess Nintendo would somehow work out online play. I, it I would don't probably know, be exclusive weird. to the Switch again, like Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. 
Um, all right. So my next one, I'm going to pretend like the 2017 one never came out, but uh, a good Marvel versus Capcom again. This is the only fighting game that I've ever liked and I've ever like put hundreds of hours into. I don't know what it is about Marvel versus Capcom that drew me in, um, but like Street Fighter didn't do it. Mortal Kombat doesn't do it for me. But Marvel versus Capcom is such a fun game. Um, not at the competitive level, because that's like you get hit once and you're done. It's a 300 hit combo. But I just enjoyed all the characters. There's always so many of them. I enjoyed all the supers that you could do. It's just a, such a well done fighting game that like I want another proper Marvel versus Capcom. Is that the one? Um, I don't know if I'm getting the games confused because I've played a Marvel versus Street Fighter as well sure. as a kid. Is that the yep. one that had Omega Red in it? Um, there was X Men Children of the Atom that did. Oh my gosh, there's so yep. many of those. There was Marvel uh, vs. Capcom, Marvel vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. SNK. Um, there's been a ton of them. Yeah, well, let's bring let's bring X Men Children of the Atom back, but that's not going to be that. the game that I was. Yeah, that wasn't even going to be the game that I was going to say. But now that you said <laughs> it, let's bring that guy back. Um, I'm going to go, and I'm just going to say, like, just in general, like early StarCraft. Okay. Um, back when I had a 56k modem connection, <laughs> and uh, I was doing LAN parties with my friends. And I had some, you know, one pair of sneakers. That that last part's a lie. Um, back in the day, StarCraft was insane. And it, it, it was part of the land party revolution that, um, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but like I was able to do even uh, Counter-Strike, like the OG Counter-Strike with, uh, with a land party. My buddy, one of my buddies, Stephen Chow, he, his parents worked at like a computer, like a, they worked at like an office that had a lot of computers. And we actually went on Saturday and did a couple of LAN parties in their <laughs> office. It was crazy. But anyway, Starcraft is what I'm talking about. Um, Kerrigan and just the Zerg queen and what type of story. So like, essentially it's obviously that type of um, that game that is solidified for specific reasons. But like, I just remember being a kid and playing it through the story and you could either be Terrans, Zergs or Prote Protest, Protoss, um, one or the other. And you're speaking like a you're... foreign language right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ter Terrans are humans. Um, and then Zerg are kind of, uh, they're essentially like a, almost like a Xenomorph. They're almost like aliens, you like know, Zerg they, from and... Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and, <laughs> But there, there's there's parts in the story that really kind of blew your mind for a computer game, especially for something that's like not like a story driven first person shooter or, or RPG type of game. Um, but it's it's definitely made its mark in history. And I know they've like brought it back. I'm pretty sure in like 2017, they like did a remaster or a remake, but like they need to go back and and really kind of do that franchise again. Give us like something better because like it was incredible when it first came out yeah um that's all i had for it <laughs> sorry okay. all right uh so yeah like i'm starting to i'm starting to get to the end of my list here for some of these um for example like and i've said it before like the sly cooper games i miss sly cooper i wish Sly cooper would sure. come back and I feel like Insomniac is like working on that, like in a really strange way. Or is it is it Insomniac or Sucker Punch? Insomniac, I think. 
Yeah, I thought it, I think it's Insomniac too. I think I remember the that, but the logo. Yeah. Yeah the 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 Sly Cooper for me would do it. I I think more or less the one that I would actually like to talk about is getting a finishing chapter to those Dark Siders games. Like, yeah. mm. I'll. I loved the original Darksiders. I thought Darksiders 2 was also a good game. Yep. Um, like three was I, okay. I, yeah, 3 was okay. Like, it kind of got weirder, and then, like, it got worse with 3, and then, like, we got Genesis. Duh. Um, And that was, like, because, Craig, you played that one, and yep. it's, like, I, I would love to get a finale to whatever yeah. the story that story was supposed to be, because we still have war. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's in stone right now and like nobody knows what to do with him or something. Yep. <laughs> so it's like um, it, it's like to, to get whatever from that, like four four horsemen type story mode, I would have really liked because, you know, the they actually made you like the four horsemen. Like I never had a problem with death or fury for that matter. Um, yeah. But like still, like I just wish they would we get like an ending to that series first one was such a high note and then second one you're like yeah that's pretty good and then it was just all downhill after there um yeah. but yeah dark siders such a good series i'm on board with that um all right next one i got um is from 2014 now if we get another one of these it's gonna have to be on playstation now instead of xbox but i'm going sunset overdrive because this uh-huh. game was so good so good um and I have always been like, make another one. Um, but now, the, you know, Insomniac is with has the rights or PlayStation has the rights now to Sunset yeah, Overdrive. Yeah. But uh, I would assume they're probably working on one, maybe, or at least discussing it. But uh, such a like a, a breath of fresh air with something just drastically different than what you're used to seeing in video games. All right. I'm um, I'm like you, Barry. I'm reaching the end of my list. Um I'm like crossing them off as I go. So I hope I didn't cross <laughs> off one that I was trying to do. Uh, two old ones would be Vector Man. Ooh, I had um, that one speaks. too. Yes. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was like, uh, that one I didn't have originally down. But when we started talking about Rayman, you know, I just made the man correlation because, mm-hmm. um, um, but I don't know what it was about Vector Man, but it was pretty good. Was you know, cool. it, you, it was really cool. And I don't know how you make it cool now. Um, but it's just it's just standard platformer. Um, you had the ability to shoot projectiles, but you were just like a combination of green balls. balls. Yep. <laughs> balls, so to speak. And your name was Vector Man and yep. you tried not to die. Um, there's not much you really need to know else about the game. It was fun. And it was on Sega, if I yep. remember correctly, right? Yep. I don't think it I don't think it was on Super Nintendo. I'm pretty sure it was I don't on think Sega. So. I think it was a Sega exclusive. Perfect. Um the other one I wanted to mention, because I'm essentially at the end of my list, so I might as well just do it, uh, unless we want to wait for one more go-around. Barry, if you had... We can do one more go-around, yeah. All right, let's do one more go-around. Barry, take it. Take it. Okay. So, like, <laughs> this one's it. a kind of a combination of a couple dead PlayStation franchises. Okay. Uh, Resistance Ooh, series, yeah. Killzone, yeah. Uh, and Infamous. So, okay. Uh, Killzone, for me, Killzone and Resistance are kind of for the same reason here is they're both sci-fi shooters and like i always remember like the epic set pieces that resistance had when you were just pouring bullets into something bigger than life you know it was 
And that's not something we really get in, you know, we get it out of Gears of War now, but Gears of War we haven't seen in years now either. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's rumors of them working on a new one because they did leave us on a cliffhanger for the last Gears of War game. But just like Resistance was a really good mix of horror also as well. Like, you know, those monsters are kind of meant to scare you. It didn't try to be horror. Uh, yeah. But I just like the mechanics of that game. Killzone was like a future sci-fi one. I always liked how they like the weapons were always I thought I thought where they were all really cool. And I like that there was always like the active camo jetpack type stuff, like a, a budget Halo in a way. But I I liked the the gameplay of that better. And then for if Infamous, there just hasn't been like a hero game that I feel like has done that good and evil type thing as well as Infamous and Infamous Two did. You know, like even the visual effects of like, especially with Cole, your lightning is blue when you're okay, but if you're bad, it starts to be red. And like people react to you in a different way in that world. Like second son, like Mm -hmm. really dropped the ball on like what I felt like infamous could do. And it's like, all we ever get now is like superhero movies that are copyrighted and like with a hero you've already established with. And I think like infamous did that really cool thing where there's like, unless you're remember static shock, you know, (laughs) you didn't have, uh, a hero that was or Doctor Doom, I should say. Dang it, there's a lot of superheroes that control lightning, but one yes, that was original, are. like Cole was. <laughs> what about like, Storm? Yeah, what about so, Storm. Yeah, so I'm gonna take that. We can almost <laughs> cut that comment out. Yeah, but like the the whole original character type thing and how and and how it could make you feel about whether you were good, bad, and how people reacted to you and the different missions you got, even yeah. if you were like a bad, if you were a bad or a good person. Plus. You have to give it points the very first one because I didn't see it coming that the big bad at the end of the first game was you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I thought that was such a cool twist to be like, oh, okay. And then go right into the infamous two. And it kind of picks up right after that. It was Mm -hmm. cool. I like those games. Yeah. And and there isn't a hero good and evil kind of game like that out. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's doing exactly what that was doing. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So I still have technically eleven left. <laughs> do you want? So, well, here. No, do, no. How about this? It? Yeah. I'll do one. I'll do one. Then Craig, you have one more. And then, uh, or however, y- how many do you have? I have like an honorable mention. Okay. I don't really need to go into because we like talked about it, like okay. a, another iteration of the game. And then I'll just hit you rapid fire. I'll hit you guys. Yeah, rapid hit fire some rapid whatever. fires. All right. So I love my it. next one is from 2011. I'm going to go with I want another L.A. Noir. I yeah. like oh my this. God. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked trying to figure out if they were lying or not by looking at where they were. Their eyes were. That facial technology was so ahead of its time. Um Again, that's another Rockstar game, so it'll probably never happen. But it would be so cool if we got another one of these. That is Imagine it now, one, too. Craig. Imagine oh it God. now. Oh, yeah, it'd be so much better. Tracking stuff, yeah. Man, give me another LA Noir. It was such a cool idea. It Love was that such game. a cool idea. <laughs> oh, wow. That was such a good one, Craig. Press X to um, doubt. Uh-huh. Press X yeah, to press doubt. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember how. Like, did you guys actually get really mad when you did that doubt, or like you yes. went like heavy? I was. Oh, oh yeah. God. I got. I got so mad at myself. That because you just want me. you. Yep. You want. You wanted the perfect. I had to go uh, back. Also, 
and play it a second time with a guide so I could get them all right because I was angry. Nice. <laughs> How about the run the run shooting moments as well? They were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the series that I'm going to talk about would be the Onimusha series. Yeah. So, um, essentially, I remember it from PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three days, if I yep. remember correctly. And yep. I've had like the first couple of them. Um, what I liked about it is it it really brought in the Japanese history with a lot of lore which i found out later i would like in video games um i didn't even know it back then but essentially you played a a protagonist their name changed throughout the series but they all were able to wield the power of the oni which most of the game was third person hack and slash with puzzle solving traversing through levels you had to fight um this uh this group called the the genma i think is what they were called yeah the genma um, and they were essentially yeah, demons I'm on sorry, Earth. I'm sorry, but Genma sounds like one of those crude jokes that they like, you know, Ligma. That's how, yeah. like, like yeah. that's what Gegma sounds like. I'm sorry. Yeah, you would have been all over these games. You would have been all over these yeah. games, Barry. Uh, so, like, it, Hack and Slash was fine. It wasn't like Devil May Cry good because your right. character still was kind of clunky. Like, or, like, not clunky, he was weighted. Mm-hmm. in his hack and slash you know he wasn't it wasn't like D- dante with jumping up and it was deliberate you're more it was deliberate. deliberate yeah but what it had is it had amazing boss battles i think that we're all fans of the neo game i think besides the toughness of neo neo definitely is reminiscent of it yes because it was known for his epic boss battles i mean the the, the second or third one you were in like france like with an attack on France going through it. So like they, they move your characters around. Sometimes it's in like feudal Japan. Sometimes it's, it's present day, but it all centers around just like fighting demons as a dope samurai or like a dope, like uh, Oni wielding blade master. And uh, it had some great, it had some great versions, but it definitely fizzled out. They could definitely bring that back and get some good reception. I think. And Barry, you would love that series a lot. Okay. They I'll should try. remaster the first three. That I would think, be so they, cool. I thought they remastered the first one. I thought they that may was have. Like the last remake. Let's see. It might actually be on PlayStation Plus. You, you guys will have to send me a text with whatever title it is, because like I don't know. Yeah. I, I found I don't think I'm going to be able to spell it. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> I feel like I saw it on PlayStation Plus, but I could be wrong. Uh, the remaster for the first game is called Onimusha Warlords. It came out in okay. 2018 for the Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Switch oh, game, the la- okay. la- Perfect. All right. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Here we go. <laughs> All right. First one, 2010. This should also come as no surprise. Dante's Inferno. Give me another yeah, one of these. One too. Um, I don't know how you make another one of those, though. Like that... Uh, yeah, you're right. But I mean, this was like we had God of War at the time, and this was like, mm. oh, I can't play God of War on Xbox like I can on PlayStation, but I can play Dante's Inferno. And yeah, I would Dante, argue that yeah. it was just as good as God of War back in the day. Dante's honestly. Inferno, like I had that. I don't think my parents knew what that game was. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. With you. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. things that I saw in that game, I never saw in my entire life. Like that game opened yep. my yeah. eye. We, it I was, could use a remaster. When, yeah, like when I played that game, when I streamed it, 
I didn't realize after I started, I was like, well, I might get in trouble for streaming this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it all worked out. Um, next one, 2011. I need another bullet storm, please. Oh, because that, that game was so much fun. Um, just crazy over the top. Uh, I like that you could combo. It was all about combos. Um, as mm. a first person shooter with combos, it's such a cool idea. I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next one, I'm going to go back all the way to 1999. Um, Parasite Eve on PlayStation 1. Uh, boy, the mixture of horror and RPG. So mm. cool. So cool. Um, I like I remember playing the first Parasite Eve and just being like scared out of my mind. But also like this is the one of the most original things I think I've seen in the horror genre. Um, yeah, Craig, you know that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those and those two those two don't normally go together. Horror RPG. No. We need a remaster of this at least um, so people can experience it because I, I haven't seen horror RPG since. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been done. Um, next no one, clue. what? Parasite no Eve. Clue. Yeah, there that, was two of one. them. Yeah, yeah. One, write I guess that down, Barry. Yeah, I was. I I would have only been like five or six, so yeah. that would. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not me. I mean, I think you would enjoy it because, like, it is an RPG, um, just based around horror elements. But yeah, yeah no, it's another. It's another one of the games I'm gonna have to look at that trailer for it or something like that. Oh god, it hasn't what? aged well. That's for sure. Oh yeah, well, I imagine. <laughs> Um, all right, next one, I'm going to go to 2003, and this one has been circulating around, but I'm putting it on here because it hasn't been out yet. Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. I need that yeah. second Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, um, first one is in, like, probably top 25 games for me all time. Uh, I'm pretty, I love that I'm game. almost convinced that second one's never coming out at this point yeah. ever since that trailer. Like, we haven't yep. heard anything. Yep. Um, I'm going to hold out hope. I'll always hold out hope for that game, and it'll always be on my list of things that need to be made. Uh, next one going back 2008 uh, and it's Rockstar again, but I need another Bully. Um, yeah, Bully was phenomenal. And there was a Bully 2 that was being made that got canceled. Um, but man, Bully was so fun. Hogwarts bully is close fun. to Bully. Hogwarts. That's Legacy. what I was just it thinking. Is. Yep. I was yep. just yeah, thinking it that. Yep. It's about as close as I'm going to get. But man, Bully was so much fun. Um, so I need that. Next one, uh, 2002, Time Splitters. If you remember that game. Oh, my God, Time Splitters. And also rumored to, for like a bazillion years that they're making another Time Splitters. But specifically, Time Splitters 2 for me was just absolutely incredible. It was Goldeneye, basically, mm-hmm. reincarnated. But man, that game was so much fun. Multiplayer was awesome. The characters were cool. The single player was fun. There was challenge mode. They had everything. Just absolutely everything. Good luck finding that game now, though. Um, all right, next one. I'm gonna go all the way back to '95. Barry, how old were you? One, maybe. <laughs> Feel so Question old. Question mark. Maybe. And you know what's funny is that's when the second one of this came out. Uh, oh my god. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm. Oh, okay. Jim. I, you know, I know Earthworm Jim. <laughs> okay. That that's okay. what's hilarious okay. to me is the okay. fact that I actually know who that is. And I might Another... not. I might have. But I'd have been a year old. Yeah. Another platformer. I have fond yeah. memories of this game and the TV show because there was a TV show, a cartoon. Oh, the, the other one. Um, but I, give me Garthworm Jim. Uh, next one. Technically had one come out in 2018, but it's blasphemy. So whatever. Command and Conquer. 
I need a oh, good yeah. command and conquer. That's my go-to RTS. Um, I will always say that is the best RTS, specifically Red Alert. Um, loved those games to death. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. I think I had Red Alert. Is that the one where you could be, were you the US, China, or um... Soviet? Russia. Soviet? Yeah. Yep. I, I had that one. That was yep. good. I yep. remember I Red Alert. Love Red Alert. Uh, all right. So this one, I'm going to, this one has to be a remaster because you can't make it now. But these games right here were so good that I need a remaster oh, yeah. of the Lord of the Rings games from PlayStation 2 era. Oh, these were phenomenally well done games. Um, oh all three of them, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King. They were, I, I could play these games for hours now. They were just so much fun. Probably the best movie tie-in game, I think, ever made. I'm gonna I say don't know. That. Those Shrek games? Do you remember those Shrek games? <laughs> Do you remember those Shrek games? Oh, my God. Do you remember those Shrek games? And then, all right, so this is my last one. I saved it specifically last for Barry. Barry, you ready? Um, this one's going to have to be a remaster. I don't think you can okay. make another one. I'm going back to 2001, PlayStation right. 2. Here All we go. Right. All right. Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder. Yeah, yeah, that one's for me. <laughs> that one is for me, yep. We need this remaster because we don't get snowboarding games as much anymore. Um, yeah. Technically, Riders Republic or you know those type of games are out there. Um, but this... The Tony Hawk style, but snowboarding. The soundtrack was awesome. The levels were fun. The tricks felt awesome. Um, to me, this was like Matt Hoffman's BMX wasn't didn't really do it for me like Tony Hawk did. But this was the other one. And there was also Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer, too, which was terrible. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm. But this it was Tony Hawk and this game right here for me. Like I still play this game all the time. Um, it's very handy for me to get to because I'm like, this is the game that's always in my PlayStation two. But if we could get a remaster nice. of this, it may just be Barry and I buying it. But if we need to, we'll each buy like 10 copies, make it happen. Activision. Sick. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like that game. I just have like so many good memories of as well with, um, yeah. like particularly there's this one level where you could literally just take this one grind. Like it was the snowmobile. It, it was almost like a, what a gondola in a way yeah it was mm -hmm. like one of the gondolas that you would just you would just grind on it grind to a trick land on it grind to a trick <laughs> land on it you would come up with like gajillion point combos yeah. and yep. it was like to see who could get the highest and like the worlds they created in that were just so crazy yeah like there's this one almost in an amusement type park where and i didn't like that map as much just because i had no idea where i was going uh, I was like so <laughs> lost on that map. But yeah, like Sean, yeah. like even those types of games like now, like and you mentioned it like with the Tony Hawk, that Tony Hawk remaster did well. Yep. So like, why can't the Sean Palmer snowboarder do well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they were to do that, I don't know that they would just remaster that, but maybe maybe do a remaster of Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX and Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder. Mm -hmm. and and package it together there was two matt hoffman games if you really want to throw kelly slater's pro surfer in there go for it but um yeah i man i feel like that would do so well and just get powerball 5000 just that, that's yeah. the one song you need in that soundtrack <laughs> yep there was some alien and farm in there yeah man it was it was a great soundtrack 
but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this pretty long episode. I did. I did not think we'd come up with this many. Different I thought we'd ones, struggle but... to get to an hour. Yeah, right. this was this was better than I could have ever imagined. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy this. Uh, we didn't report on the news or anything like that because I'm leaving for vacation. So this is a nice one off for us to do, and this has plenty of good stuff for you guys to get into. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. D- what I definitely want to see is like, tell us what, what games we didn't like say on here. Yep. Like what games are we missing that should come back? Should kingdom hearts come back? Like, yeah, duh, <laughs> kingdom hearts should come back. But, just one and two. Yeah. J- just like definitely, definitely give us some like answers that I, that like, we probably forgot tons to be honest of like stuff that could come back. Okami is like one off the top of my head that could come <laughs> back. So, yeah, you know, like I, we really appreciate everybody listening if you could review us on your podcast listening platform of choice and share it, we would appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter and, you know, interact with us in that way if you like. Or we have an email, high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to send in those reviews that you guys did so that we can read it on air. I appreciate it. And with that, enjoy yourselves and we will see you next time. Bye. See ya. See ya.